0: Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on today. And I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? I'm so, so grateful that I am still alive and well, and I can tell y'all about it. Thank you, Jesus. God has just been so good, good, good to me. But I'm not just going to go on and ramble. I am going to get to our topic on today. i will tell it like it is Tuesday. I will be talking about church hurt on today. I'll be talking about church hurt because... It is a big issue. It's a big issue. And I'm very concerned because it's a lot of people that really want to be a part of a church community, but they are not because they have been hurt in a church. And so sometimes people are no longer going to the church building because they have been hurt by somebody that's in the church. But before I get into like specifics with this, I do want to let y'all know um, some definitions about like what is hurt, what is hurt, because sometimes we get these definitions confused. Now, hurt is to cause emotional pain or anguish, to offend. And so I also looked up the definition about offend. Offend means to cause dislike, anger, or vexation. Offend can be also to cause difficulty, discomfort, or injury. It can also mean to cause a person to feel hurt, Angry or upset by something that is said or done. So I'm, I know for myself that this can happen um, in the church building. And then another thing I want to bring to our mind today is a lot of times what you're calling church hurt might just be correction. And I know, like, um, especially uh, in this generation, I don't know what's going on. You feel that you cannot be corrected, but. In order for us to grow, we have to be told what we're doing wrong so we can stop doing it and grow in the Lord. So I do want to say that when you're being corrected, that is not being hurt. It might, I'm going to say that it might hurt your feelings. It might get you angry, but you have to know that, okay, if I'm being offended, it's it's not that that person is trying to offend me. It's because I'm getting offended because my feelings are being hurt. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to be told that I'm going the wrong way. And so a lot of times we will consider that church hurt, but it's not. It's actually, hey, these people really love me. So they they see that something is going wrong in my life and they're coming to me in love because they want to see me saved. Now, um, I'm just going to give you a perfect example of, of myself. Um, I once was a backslider. I had went away from the church. Um, I was still coming to church, and I always like to emphasize this: I was not in no positions, and this is a good point right here. I was not in a position. I was not on the choir. I was not ushering. I was not teaching. I was doing nothing in the church. Okay, let me get that straight. Because when I started, when I started going back on the Lord, far as my relationship with Him and going back into the world, I didn't want to have no part in. The church activities or positions. Because I knew that my heart wasn't right. I knew that I was in sin. But today people think that they still can fornicate. And for those who may not know what fornication is. It means you are having sex with somebody. And you are not married. You are continuing in this sin. And some people think that you can... Continue in the sin of fornication, continue in the sin of adultery, continue in the sin of lying, continue in the sin of envy and continue in all these sins, but still keep your position, still keep your position in the church, still sing on the choir, still sing on a praise team, still play the musical instruments of the Lord. No, God's house is holy. Those things have been consecrated to the Lord. And I thank God for my holiness teaching because I was like, I dare not Get in front of a crowd and talk about Jesus and I'm in sin. No, if I'm going to get in front of a crowd and need to be saints, you know what? I'm going the wrong way. Pray for me that I get stronger and the Lord help me to come out of sin. But it's not going to be me getting up in front of somebody, me having positions in the church and know that my life is not holy before the Lord. No, that was not me. I was in a backslidden state. I still was coming to the church building. I was still coming to the church building and I always like to emphasize this. If the Lord came back or if I died during that time, I was in a backslidden state. I would have went to hell. No matter what I came in the church building, that don't mean I, I was no longer part of the church and we're going to get to who the church is. So a lot of times we need to stop saying that church, 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 hurt. When we are being corrected, when we are being set down and a lot, that's a term that some people don't even know about because it's like, Hey, like I said, you just be doing whatever you want to do, being worldly, doing whatever you want to do in the world, going to clubs, partying, still playing instruments, still preaching, still teaching. That is not of God, okay? And so some of us, we need to have a common sense and enough respect for God to sit our own selves down. And that's what I did when I was like, oh, no, I had seen, no, I went back in the world. I was in an a unequally yoked relationship. No, uh-uh. I wasn't doing nothing in the church because I always like, hey, I'm going to be real. Either I'm going to be real for the Lord or I'm going to be real out in those streets. I'm going to be who I am, okay? Okay. But I'm I'm gonna go on. But I said that to also bring in that I would come to church. Okay, me and my children's father. Okay, we was in you know an equally yoked relationship. Okay, so we would come to church together or whatever. And so sometimes my father, who was a pastor, he would preach on fornication. And like I said, fornication is when you having sex when you're not married. Now we all know that I was in a that type of relationship with my children's father because he's my children's father i have three children by him so uh so sometimes he will speak on fornication now sometimes the devil would speak to me and be like you know what he talking about you he talking about you he just trying to pick on you you know you at church and he just brought that subject up and so the devil would try to say that you know in my spirit and then i didn't think no i still kept coming to church because i needed to hear that every time when i'm not saying every time i came to church he 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 preached on fornication. I'm saying sometimes when I came to church, he, the Lord would lead him to go there. And I was in sin. That was God's love for me, calling me to repentance. And so if you have that pastor and you know that this is a man of God, that he really loves you and you had that relationship with him and you know these things. Do not let that drive you say, Oh no, forget it. he picked on me. I'm not coming to church no more. Uh-uh. I came to church even more because every time when I came to church, I was receiving receiving word the words from the Lord to help me to come out of that bondage that sin had me in. So on today, I'm telling y'all, if again, if the pastor is preaching and you might be in that sin, you know what? You need to take it with love and you need to change and you need to turn from your wicked ways. Because after me hearing him preach time and time again, one Sunday, I surrendered my life totally to God. And I came back to God and God accepted me with open arms. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say all the people in the church accepted me with open arms. I'm going to get to that later. But uh, God, I can feel the love of God accepted me with open arms when i repented and i came out of that sinful relationship and so that's why i'm telling y'all on today reprove because see the pastor is allowed to do all this repute reprove and rebuke and all this he is the pastor he is he god set him he gave you pastors after his own heart he set him in that place okay for you for your benefit and so if you're in Cinnamon today, and if you left the church and you are hearing this, you need to come back. You need to come back to the church. Now, I'm not saying go to any church. And we're going to define church. You don't need to be just going to any church. Because if the pastor is sleeping around. If the pastor is committing adultery. If the pastor is smoking marijuana. If the pastor is smoking cigarettes and getting getting high. If the pastor is clubbing. If the pastor is cursing. You at the wrong church, bruh, sis. You at the wrong church. Get away from that church. If the pastor... Is molesting little girls. If the pastor is raping little girls. Or little boys. You are in the wrong church. Get out of that church. Immediately. And ask the Lord to send you. To a holy church. If you're in the Bakesville Mississippi area. My pastor is holy. I'm 38 years old. And I can't spot his life. He's my father. And trust me. Trust and believe. If he was in sin. Sister Takia would not be attending his church, but I know my father is living a holy life inside and outside of the church. I witnessed this with my own eyes and I have the Holy Ghost. I have the spirit of discernment. If he was doing something that I didn't know, the Lord would bother my spirit and I will pray. I will pray for my leader. I won't bash my leader, but I will still pray for my leader. Lord, lead me on what to do, what not to do god will direct you but sometimes when you in sin you comfortable with staying in a church with a pastor that's in sin and that's why i'm like no i'm not about to be saying uh uh-uh see your pastor is watching for your soul okay he is watching for your soul he cares for your soul if he don't have an oversight over my soul he can't see spiritually i don't need to attend that church but we're gonna go on and if you don't have confidence in your pastor, you're going to the wrong church. Because that's the main thing. I had to make sure my leadership is right. That's why I wasn't. I'm not. If I move, I'm going to talk about that with my pastor first and, and see if, first of all, if that's a, a spiritual decision. If he say yes, then, hey, I'm going to make sure when I get to wherever I'm at that it's a church that has a holy pastor. Then I'm going to tell my pastor and they're going to meet and all of this because my soul is at state. I cannot. uh, uh-uh, My soul is at state, And that's why I'm telling y'all, do not do not let church hurt. Do not let church hurt. Drive you out of the church. Don't let it. Don't let it. Don't let it. Now, I'm going to read the story. It's a story in here that really really sticks to me. And before I do that, I have another comment to say, because people be like, you can't tell me nothing. I'm telling y'all, when I was in sin, when I was in a sinful relationship with my children's father, it was some holy sisters, some holy sisters that seen me in this relationship with him. And they came to me in love, like on how to get out of the situation, how to be a holy single mom and all of this. And I took that, I took it in. At that time, I might didn't want to hear it, but it was getting to my spirit. And now I'm the holy single mom today because there was some mothers and there were some holy sisters in the church that was bold enough to see the, the negative, unholy situation I was in and confront me. And that's the problem that we have today. Like, if you get in, people are scared to confront people because they're scared, oh, they're not going to like me. They're not going to accept me. But no, you. if you are a holy woman of God and God is leading you to go confront someone not comfort, maybe i shouldn't use that or go talk to someone you need to talk to them because you never know that might be a word they need to hear before they die because satan is out here and he's ready to kill and destroy all of us that's one thing that you don't understand if you out here on today you need the church community god set this up this way but um even a mother from another church I love her on today I promise you I would say her name but I'm keeping anonymous she kept it real with me every time she seen me and I was in sin in that relationship she kept it real with me even if I didn't want to hear it okay but I knew that it was coming from an area of love what I can't Respect is people that will talk behind your back. Know that you are in this sexual relationship and they be like, oh, she the pastor's daughter. She shouldn't be doing this. She shouldn't be doing that. You got all this mouth to say, but you never even came to the person to encourage them or tell them how they can get out of this situation or say, I'm praying for you or nothing. But you talking behind their back, you talking to other people. That is what I cannot respect. But this mother from another another local assembly, uh, she spoke to me almost. Every time, mostly people are, every time, almost every time you see me, uh, encouraging me to come out like, you know, that God had more for me. And sometimes you need to hear that. That is what the body of Christ is for. And that is how I am today. If I see somebody going the wrong way, I'm not about to let you just go the wrong way. And I knew that me going the wrong way landed me in a ditch. Like, I'm not about to do that. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to help you. And it's in love. Like, I'm not going to spread rumors about you. No, I'm going to come to you and you only and talk to you about this because I want you to be successful in God. And so that's how all the body of Christ needs to be. We need each other. So when another, when a sister or brother then went astray, man, we done lost a significant part of the body of Christ. So I'm saying, like, we really need to consider our ways and it really hurts me, but it really hurts me that people have been church hurt. I mean, I've been church hurt, but I'm still a part of the church because God has ordained me to be part of the church and everybody, everybody is not against you. Okay. I'm telling you that right. Everybody in a body of Christ is not against you. Okay, so you need to come back to where you belong. This world do not love you. They can act like they love you, but they don't love you because the only benefits they give you is for right now. When you die, you're going to go to hell if you don't come back to God until you come back to what is true and what is right. Because we have family members that have hurt us and it gets on our last nerve and they know what they doing and they are hurting us intentionally, but yet we still call them. Yet we still talk to them. And sometimes, sometimes y'all, some of y'all holding grudges, and God is against that too. You got to forgive. You gotta forgive and let it go. But this is the body of Christ we talk about. This the body of Christ is something God has instituted. We can't do this, but I'ma go to the word of God. Um This story always encouraged me. Like when I first came back to the church, because a lot of times like when you coming back to the church, you know that some people have been talking about you. Some people won't even speak to you. Some people try to treat you like you are the gum underneath their spooked and rub you in the ground. Like some people won't even encourage you To come back. And when you come back, they won't even upbuild you. Trust me, I've lived through it. But everybody was not like that. You're going to have some people. But I got to go through those points. I'm getting ahead of myself. But this man, this is, oh, I love the conversion. I love the conversion, y'all, of of Saul to Paul. I'm going to read it. Because Saul, I can't do it all, but Saul was persecuting the church. Like he was persecuting the church in his ignorance. He thought he was doing, he thought he was doing, I guess, God a favor, whatever, because he grew up religious. And so he was persecuting the church or whatever. And I'm going to read Acts 9, start with the first verse. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them both men and women back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on his mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, that's what he asked, Saul, Saul, the voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then Saul asked, who are you, Lord? And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speeches, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand of Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord exclaimed, "Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. So at first, Ananias like, wait a minute now, like, wait, wait, Lord. Now you know this man been killing, like been persecuting the saints or whatever. Why is you sending me to him? But the Lord said, Go." For Saul is my chosen instrument. Go. For Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. This is why this church hurt stuff really hurts me. Because people that God has really chosen. Some people in a church building try to break them down. Try to tear them down. Try to discourage them. Try to discredit them. But hallelujah. God said Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. So when God has chosen you, it don't matter because we're going to see later on. And when God has chosen you, God will choose somebody to speak up for you and God will send someone to you. You might be doing all kind of mess. I mean, sin is sending yourself up. But God know how to knock you down so you can see the light. And this is what God did to Saul. God did it. See, because you don't know. You don't know that God has chosen you. But in the fullness of time, it's going to happen. That's why we got to pray for those who have walked away from the Lord, who have walked out the church. Because God has chosen, chosen them to do mighty things. And the devil know it. And sometimes he will use those people that's closest to them, that they put their trust in. That's why you can't put all your trust in people. You better put all your trust in God. But God... But the devil will use those people that's closest to them, the people that even going in a church building to discourage them and that will leave the church. But glory to God, we got to cry out for those that have left the church and have been hurt by people that call themselves saints. We got to pray for them and we have to love them back because God has chosen them as Ananias. And I will show him how much he will suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. So Ananias was obedient, went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food, regained his strength. Stahl stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. So, hey, when God has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light, hey, it's time for you to go forth in Jesus' name and do what He had called and chosen for you to do. This man, this scripture say immediately he started preaching. Immediately now, I'm not. I'm saying you got to use wisdom. You got to use wisdom. Now, God. Now, sometimes God ain't telling us like some people instantly become apostles. They haven't went through nothing. They haven't suffered nothing. They just went out. No, you need to be under a covering. You need to be under a covering. So I'm not saying, uh-uh. Just go and don't be. Under somebody, under leadership that can guide you, that can train you. Because the ways of holiness, you need to be trained in this thing. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you're talking about. But you can go out telling people about how God changed your life. How God has changed you from the inside. How how you used to be this, but now you are not this. And God has ordained people to be ministers and preachers and, and whatever, apostles, whatever, deacons, whatever God has chosen you to do. Do it, but get under some spiritual leadership so you will add a correct guidance in those things. Um, That's why we have the church. Um, He is indeed the son of God. All who heard him were amazed. <laughs> Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? They asked, and didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? See, people... People going to always remember your past life. You got to let it go because Paul was one of the greatest apostles of our time, of their time. I'm telling you, he was. Yeah, he wrote so many books. But anyway, and the Jews, into Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus could not refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. They were watching for him day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. But Saul was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the seawall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. See, that's because they had heard or knew that Saul was persecuting the saints before. So, they couldn't believe like, "Uh uh-uh, ain't no way. Like, this is a trap. Hey, he probably trying to come in here and kill us and act like he's a believer. But they did not believe that he was a believer. So, then somebody stood up for Saul. Like I was saying, it's always going to be somebody that know your life, feel the change God has revealed to them that you have changed. And this person is Barnabas. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly. See, ooh, yeah, God don't like us to be punks. That's why he chose Saul. Because Saul, he was bold about what he was doing before he got converted. He didn't care what nobody was saying. He was persecuting the saints. Didn't care. So when he came, oh, glory, when he came on the Lord's side, he was still bold. He was preaching boldly, okay? In the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. They. If Satan ain't on your trap, people ain't talking about you, people ain't trying to kill you, your testimony, then you on the devil's side. So just expect that. When you come out of darkness and marvelous like, listen, Satan wanted you to stay over his side. That's why he going to keep, he going to keep at you, keep at you to get out of the church because you was on his side and he wants you back. He's going to try to kill you if it's not if it's not physically yet kill your self esteem, kill your self worth, kill who you know you are in Christ. Kill who you know, who you are, kill who you know that you are in Christ. Don't let him do it. God has chosen you as an instrument to speak his word, to declare his word boldly. Don't let Satan do it. I, I, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart because like I'm praying for somebody right now satan is on their track but i said lord i know that as long as this person is breathing as long as this person is living they have a chance to come back to who you called them to be this person has been chosen by god to preach boldly in the kingdom of god but sometimes you endure certain things you certain things happen but God is able to bring us all back to we need, where we need to be in him. He brought me back, and I know that he's able to bring this person back. And all of those that have walked out of church, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. Um, when the believers heard about this. They took him to Cicero and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. The church then had peace through Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. So that was Acts 9. So I'm telling y'all on today, this is an example. I don't say how Saul felt about them not believing his testimony in this particular part. Um, It don't say. But y'all, Saul, his name changed to Paul, served the Lord and was faithful until death. So you can't let nobody drive you out of the church. I don't care if the believers don't believe you. Don't let them drive you out of church because that just might be because of their ignorance. That just might be because they are afraid. You don't know what, what these people are thinking. Um, but don't let that drive you out because they don't see what God has put in you. Don't let them drive you out of the church because the church needs you. They some of the, the, the members, they might not think the members of the body may be like, oh, okay, we don't need him or her. But that's a lie. Because, see, they're not in charge of the church. God is the head of the church. And he's the one saying that we need every member of the body. We need all the members of the body. So, if you're on here today and you left the church, you were saved, sanctified, with the Holy Ghost, and you have left the church, it's time for you to come back. Okay? It's time for you to come back. But this thing had got to me about Saul. I promise this is how I was. And I know people are still not believing the change that God has done in my life. People want me to shut up. But guess what? I'm going to open my mouth even the more. Even the more. I, I say, Lord, I know you have called me out. And you have chosen me for such a time as this to help save others. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. My, my life is going to proceed what I say. But my mouth ain't going to be kept shut. Because I know the goodness of the Lord. I know the transforming power of the Lord. I know I was once in a relationship. I have three beautiful children to prove it. But I know that God is a keeper. Glory to God. I know that God will change you from the inside out. Okay. Because I was doing these things not deliberately to hurt the Lord. I was just doing me. But when I realized this is really hurting the Lord. This is really This is not who God has called me to be. That is when I got out of that relationship because I knew that God loved me. I knew that God cared for me. I knew that God had a place for me in the body of Christ because it's in his word. See, that's why you got to get in his word. Stop listening to what people say. Stop listening to what the devil is speaking to your spirit. You got to know that God called you out of darkness into this marvelous light for a purpose. We need you in the body of christ we we need you and i'm gonna get to that in one of our points i have several points i may have to break this up in two different sessions because i have a lot of points y'all on today because this it, it really hurts me it really hurts me because this the church is the best community out here and people be like they be saying so many things i'm gonna get to it but the best community that you can be in is a community of baptized believers in Christ Jesus. And we're going to get to all the points. So I can tell you that it's worth staying in the church. And we're going to get to these points. Number one, God is the head of the church. God is the head of the church. He set leaders in his church that have to answer to him. But God is the head of the church. Okay. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He haven't changed. God is the head of the church. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm going to read Ephesians 1, 22. Ephesians 1, 22 through 23. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Okay, so Christ, that tells us, Christ is the head of the church. He do not change. He do not lie. He do not have respect of person. This is people that be doing this. He do not have respect of person. He loves everybody. No matter your social status, your financial status, he loves everybody. His word is forever settled in heaven. So our church, the church is built on this. His word and God. God. So we can't go around like thinking that we're going to change who the church is, how the church operates. No, God is the head of the church. And if anybody's operating outside of what God said in his word, they are ineffective and they are not actually the church. But we're going to get to that in a minute. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy for the temple of God is holy which temple ye are so one one body now i therefore brethren by the name of our lord jesus christ that ye all speak the same thing because it's one body all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among divisions among you but that ye be perfectly joined together In the same mind and in the same judgment. In the same mind and in the same judgment. So we have to be together. We cannot be separated or anything of that nature. We have to be together. So God is the head, excuse me, God is the head of the church. Now we're going to go on. Point number two. Point number two. Be sure you know who the church is, because the church is not the building. The church is not the building. The church is not everybody in the building. So when you say, I've been hurt by the church, you need to make sure that you know who the church is. The church is not the building. The church is not everybody in the building. All right. The church is the assembly who God has called out of the world unto himself the church is the assembly who God has called out of the world unto himself we are a community of baptized believers in Christ Jesus we are a community of baptized believers in Christ Jesus we are here to love encourage support and disciple you that you'll be able to complete God's work on earth and meet the Lord in peace in eternity so let me say that again we are here to love encourage support and disciple you that you'll be able to complete God's work on earth and meet the Lord in peace in eternity now we I just had to make that uh, clear because when you talk about being church it might be somebody that's just coming to the church building. They're not even saved. They sanctified or filled with those who are just coming. So you can't say that that person that I endured church earth because of this person. And I'm telling you, everybody that say they saved is not saved. So if you don't see no fruit, fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, they're not saved. They don't have a spirit. They are none of his. It don't matter how much they say they saved. I, I mean, sometimes you got to realize that. That don't mean that they say no fruit, not say Okay, let's go on. Um, here are some scriptures to back us up on today. Um, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Ephesians four six. Oops. Yes, Ephesians 4:16. So, y'all, these are all the scriptures. That's why I had to get in this scripture and, and and start I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is what this is how the church is funct- supposed to function correctly. And if it's not, that means the church is functioning incorrectly, but never leave the whole entire church assembly because some people that's not functioning correctly in the church. Don't functioning correctly in the body of Christ and all oh, men. Then we got you not functioning right, this member not functioning right. Ugh, we got a whole mess. So you need to function right. Focus on yourself. See, like I said, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on today and I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is so awesome, y'all. We bet to give him some praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm not sure what happened yesterday on my live stream, but I live streamed like majority of my message. But somehow, some way, uh, it just got deleted and it did not post as the it did upload the whole thing. It only uploaded about 36 minutes of it. So I'm going to continue on today with what I was talking about on yesterday. And it was uh, entitled like, don't let church hurt drive you out of the church do not let church hurt drive you out of the church and i'm actually going to continue on with where i left off at and that was on i believe it was point two i'm just going to repeat it uh be sure you know who the church is and in these points um i'm just giving some insight and some just uh ways that we can handle and go through uh, if we have been church hurt. And so that's what I'm doing on today for number two. Now, let me go back to number one. So just in case y'all are just joining, the first point was God is the head of the church. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He do not change. You do not lie. He do not have respect of persons. He is not some Tommy. He loves everyone. His word is forever settled in heaven. Okay. We're on number two. Be sure you know who the church is. Because you all, now listen, now, the church is not the building, okay? The church is not the building. The church is the the assembly who God has called out of the world unto himself. The church is the assembly who God has called out of the world unto himself. We are a community of baptized believers in Christ Jesus. We are here to love, encourage, support, and disciple you. That you'll be able to complete God's work on earth and meet the Lord in peace in eternity. So this is very, very important. Um, then it broke off when I was saying this scripture. So I'm going to say it again. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. We're talking about God. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does his own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I explained that scripture in part one Roman. And that was Ephesians four and 16. Now we're going to read, I'm going to read Romans 14, 19. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up so that is an individual thing if you're aiming for harmony in the church uh then that's your job you just continue to do that long as you are doing your part then you're gonna get out of the church what you need to get out of it okay so learn so then let us aim all of us together but individually if each person aim for harmony in the church then what a glorious church we will have and try to build each other up if I'm trying to build somebody up, you trying to build somebody up, then glory to God. We have a church that's working on one accord with one mind. And that's what the church, that is what God want. That is what happened on the day of Pentecost. And that is why God poured out his spirit. And they, they received the Holy Ghost because they was on one accord and one mind. And that is how we're going to have to be. And then after which you seen and acts how the church continue to meet up and together. So we have to work for harmony in the church and to build each other up now we're going to go to number point three the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church you get out the church you are on your own and will be a target not i'm not saying we that is in the church are not targets i mean okay we all are targets but like you really gonna be a target because you are out there alone just look at those animal channels and stuff when a whole pack of animals is together it's more likely they don't get attacked by just one animal because he's a lot of them together all right so you lead a pack a lot of times you look at it and this is real life you leave the animal lead a pack wander off stop paying attention Okay, now that animal is about to get destroyed because now that predator, I believe, because I'm not a science person, that predator can now catch him off guard and now he can kill him because he have wandered off from the pack. See, even if that person was weak, even, I mean, that animal, we talking about even if that animal was weak, if they would just stay with the flow of the pack, try to keep up with the pack, then they wouldn't have been destroyed so you got to stay with the pack, and when we talk about humans the body of baptized believers in christ jesus the church you got to stay with the church you're not going to always agree with everything you're not always going to see eye to eye but we need to stay in that pack and you need to stay with the church because the bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church I'm not going to read it, but all of this is found in Matthew 16, 16 through 19, John 10 and 10. So we got to, we cannot be ignorant of Satan device. Don't get out there on your own because it's it's better when you're around and you're with the body of Christ. Because your sister or brother might can see something that you don't see coming. And they can help you. They can warn you. Your pastor sees something that you don't see coming. They can warn you. Are you going through different situations? And you can call out. To different ones please pray for me please, you know all it is and then you can hear the testimonies of others so you know that you are not alone other people is going through the same situation or they have overcame the same type of situation you going through so you should not leave the pack because the pack is here for you but if you go out on your own and then a lot of things i was thinking about this last night it opens you up for deception Because you get comfortable, you think you're doing the right thing, and then it opens you up for deception, it opens you up for compromise, and then you become weak in the spirit. So we need each other so we can build each other up. And so when you come to church, when you're hearing the man of God, he's giving you a word to feed you so you can strengthen yourself, okay? So this is very, very important. Do not leave the pack. Do not leave the body of Christ because the gates of hell will not shall not prevail against us you get out there you get out there you're on your own all right number four everyone in the church is on different levels we need to realize this everyone in the church is on different levels you have new converts you have those that you know like just been born again all right and then you have some that are weak some well you have some um saints in the church or in the body of christ that are weak you have some that are strong and then you have some that wants to continue to grow in the lord so we have all these different levels and then you need to realize that everyone that's coming to church is not a part of the church and when i say i should say church building everyone coming to the church building is not a part of the church okay so when you talk about church hurt, church hurt. You need to realize, okay, is this person really in a body of Christ? Is this person really in a body of Christ? And then you gotta know everybody that said they saved is not saved. I might have mentioned that in a part one. So we have to be very, very careful of these things and know that we are growing in the Lord, okay. Even the strong person is still growing in the Lord. Like we don't, we keep growing until the day we die or until Jesus come back. So somebody might've offended you and didn't mean to offend you. Okay. So that's why uh, we're going to get down to what you need to do if somebody have offended you. But we need to realize this, that it might be some weak people in a church and they deliberately, they know what they're doing against you. But yet, you supposed to be that bigger person. Your focus supposed to be on pleasing God. That is your focus. I got to please God, I have to love God, and God have told me, you know, like, I'm supposed to meet together with the body of Christ. And so, for you to get out of a church assembly, that is not right. You know, that is not right unless your pastor is, is practicing sin and things are going on in your church as unrighteousness. Uh, in leadership that's a different story you're gonna you need to be led by god led by the spirit of god in those situations god will lead you to the right church holy church to go to but i'm not on here i'm not on here saying that church hopping is okay because you see a problem with this you see a problem at this church you keep hopping into no No, you got some of these things you're going to have to deal with so you can grow in the Lord. I'm telling you that right now. But everyone is on different levels. Oh, and everyone may not be living by the Spirit. See, the Bible Bible tells us to walk in the Spirit. Everybody is not walking in the Spirit. Sometimes at that point that you might have got hurt, they was walking in their flesh. They did not allow the Holy Spirit to take control because all of us, The Holy Spirit is not going to make us do anything. We have to submit to it. We have to obey it. So that person that might have hurt you that was a part of the church, they might have was walking in their flesh at that time. So why would that give you an excuse to get in your flesh and lead a church? I'm just saying, Lord, we got to throw the blame all on, throw it back on yourself. Because nobody is going to make, nobody can make you do anything. Don't let these people drive you out to church. I'm telling you that right now. And I'm going to read this because this is a very important scripture to realize. And this is how I figure. you know what? Everybody in the church is not on the same level. Okay. It says 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. And our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. And he is talking to the church. And our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, you in your flesh. That was what carnal means, you is in your flesh. All right, I'm going to say it again. And our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So that's why I'm saying we are different levels. You have babies just coming in. Then you have, uh, uh, you know, you just growing, 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 growing. Okay, but we never get too old that we can't learn. Um. So I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for here too you were not able to hear it. So he wanted to feed them with some meat. It was time for some meat. They shouldn't be babies no more. So it don't matter how many, how many years somebody went to church, how long they say they are saved. Because you'll be like, uh uh-uh, uh I'm leaving the church because they that's what' has been saved for 15, 20 years. They shouldn't even be treating me like this. This ain't right. I am gone. No. No, there might still be babes in Christ, even though they have been in church for all these years. But don't let that drive you out to church. You stay in the church. Grow through it. Go through it, because God is strengthening you. So you won't stay a babe in Christ. Let's go, let's go. For ye are yet carnal. Ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying, strife, and division. it This is... this. These are some clues that they are in a flesh. They are not walking by the spirit. Okay. They are still envying strife and division. Are ye not carnal and walk as many like you still walking in your flesh? So I'm saying these, these people, I don't care what their title is. I don't care how many years they said they've been saved. Sometimes they may still be babes in Christ or they may still be walking in their flesh. But you dare not let these people let force you to lead a church no no again you grow in the lord you become who god wants you to be and you pray for your brothers and sisters because one thing about it is god see god hear and god know vengeance is mine said the lord i will repay you keep doing your part in the kingdom of god god will be glorified god will be magnified in your life but pray for your sister and brothers, because again, we are all connected. So if that is weak, hey, 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 the body of Christ, that, that makes us weaker. So we got to encourage them and we got to, we got to pray for them that they would, hey, wake up and let the Lord use them. But don't let that get to your heart and you def- you, you get a root of bitterness because of how you're being treated. Okay. Another scripture. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in in a fault, ye which are spiritual, see, he keeps saying this because that means some people are walking in their flesh and I don't expect everybody on here to understand this church language, but if some people out here that have left the church and you understand exactly what I'm saying, it's time for you to come back on today. But anyway, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, that means they get caught up in sin, ye which are spiritual ye which are spiritual restore such and one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou also be tempted galatians 6 and 1. so that tells you that us that are spiritual can help restore you god has some people in the church that are spiritual that can help restore you back so if you backslid on today it's time for you to come back home to the church Everybody in the church is not against you. There are some spiritual ones. I believe I said this in my first episode. There are some spiritual ones that have been praying for you while you was in the church. Praying for you while you still out there in that world. Praying for you to come back. We'll pray for you when you come back. And we'll still encourage you. And be there to restore you back to who you was. So you can grow greater. more powerful in the kingdom of god do not do not let that devil talk to you oh no everybody in the church is not walking in their flesh there are some people that are spiritual so come back don't use that as an excuse to stay out there in your sins glory to god we're gonna go to the next point glory to god i'm crying out for y'all today because i know that people in the church you have to understand that people are not perfect yet. We are all striving for perfection. So you may have got hurt, but don't use that as an excuse to stay out of church. You need community. If I don't say it again, the church is one of the best communities that you can be in because we're gonna upbuild you naturally and spiritually. Like I said, you got in that world, them people is conniving. Them people are deceitful, and you will go to hell. But if you are in a body of Christ, we're going to encourage you. We're going to support you. We're going to love you. Beyond everything, love, cover, a multitude of sins. It don't matter. It don't, that don't mean that we are going to say what the sin that you're committing is okay. But we are still going to love you because all of us was once sinners. So we're going to love you back to life. Glory to God. Number, oh, I didn't say all my scriptures. Uh, I believe I mentioned this one, 1 Corinthians 3, 1-3, 2 Peter 3, 18, 1 Corinthians 1 and 10, Galatians 6 and 1. Those are my backup scriptures. Okay, number five, you only, I think y'all need, I might need to say, oh gosh. You only, you only can control and change yourself. No matter how bad you want these other people to change, you can pray for them. Because what they doing is hurting you. But you also have to pray for yourself. I think the Bible has said in Job. About when he prayed for his friends. That God turned his captivity around. It's power in prayer. So that means he wasn't bitter. And hold nothing against his friends any longer. And that's how you have to be. And realize that you can only change you. And how you think about the situation. And what you do. So you can only control and change yourself. That's why you got to work on yourself, your response to the situation. All right. You have to grow. I believe I mentioned that so you can endure. Ask God to help you through it. It is your responsibility to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. It is your responsibility to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You can't force nobody else to do that. But I promise you. If you do your part, things will be better, okay? It will be better for you mentally and better for the entire body of Christ when we all is endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I'm going to go on, but remember, you can only change and control yourself. So get yourself right. Grow in the Lord, okay? Go through it, but grow in the Lord. Number six, your love for God should be the main reason you stay in the church. Your love for God should be the main reason you stay in the church, and so that was my thing. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I said that beginning. I love God, like I really love God. And then God told me, like, like don't forsake to assemble yourselves. And then God is the head of the church. I read that in the Bible. So this institution that He created for me to be with like-minded people, this is from Him, and it's for to help me to grow so I can be more like Him. So why would I get out to church? No, I'm not about to do it. Um, At the end of time, God is the only person you will answer to. This is what all of us need to realize. Realize it. God is the only person you will answer to. Live to please God. Live to please God. And so when we're living to please God, we're going by his word. And his word always tells us telling us to be kind, to forgive, and we have no limits on forgiveness. We always have to forgive, and it's always God's greatest commandment is for us to love, love others, love God, love others as ourselves. So no matter what, you never give up on the church because this is the institution that God has established. Um, People are always going to have something to say. People are always going to have something to say. Whether you are doing righteous or unrighteous, like I promise you, when I was in the world, people would talk about, "Oh God, Lord Jesus, that's a shame." Her father is a pastor, and she's doing all that sinning, and uh, and she doing that. And, uh, she keep having these babies. I have three beautiful children, and my youngest is going to high school. Hallelujah! This our ninth grade year. But anyway, like you yeah, keep having all these children, oh my God. Okay, I come back to the Lord. Now they saying she talked too much. She shouldn't be telling nobody nothing because she doesn't know she had three kids. Like, seriously. So I'm saying either you do right or unrighteous people are still going to talk about you. But you got to live to please God. Like, because God, everybody. Now, I I shared the story about Paul in the Bible. Paul persecuted the saints and he was one of the greatest apostles of his time. He was faithful again unto death. He was faithful. He was loyal to God. And he was one of the most powerful preachers there was in his time. So why would people say, look at what you did in your past? Do you know how many people that God called that had that had terrible past? So that's why I'm saying y'all got to stop it. I don't care what people talk about. My life with Jesus now is much greater than it was when I was in the world. Like, it was not, no. No, 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 no. So, let them talk. I'm not about to go back to unrighteousness because they talk. Mm -mm. We got to recognize, y'all. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Anyway, God has your reward. God has your reward. He's going to reward you. It's in the scriptures. All you have to do is be obedient and keep doing your part. I think I probably went over what I was going to say. Keep doing good. Keep loving. Keep forgiving. All right. That's Galatians 16 and 9. Luke 17, 1 through 4. I believe. Let me see. Oh, yeah. I wrote this. I wrote the scripture. Um, Then said he unto the disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. Oh, they coming. But woe unto him through whom they come. It was better for him that a milestone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. Okay. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. Rebuke him. So we're going to correct him. And if he repent, forgive him. All right. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day turn again to thee sin I repent. Thou shalt forgive him. So we ought to keep forgiving. Keep forgiving. It don't matter, y'all, how many times they do it. And so that's leading us until point seven. If a brother or sister in Christ have offended you, pray and go to them and address it in love. Don't leave the church. And we don't even know why you didn't leave the church. You didn't even talk to the pastor. You was our first lady. You just left. Y'all don't do that. Because if you really love God, you are obedient and submitted to God and you're obedient and submitted to your leadership which is your pastor so you was out of order when you just got up and left the church for something that somebody did in the church no first of all you need to go to that person if they said something uh to you you heard something um, that they said about you or whatever uh, you need do you if you can't rest in your heart You need to go and talk to that sister or brother, but first pray so you'll be in the right attitude because you don't know what response they're going to give. So first you pray so you'll be in the right attitude and do it in love because you want to keep the fellowship with your brother and sister. You want to keep that fellowship. You want to be together with your fellow brothers and sisters. So go in love and go praying. But uh, I'm telling y'all right now, do not leave no church. Because a brother or sister offended you if the pastor leadership the leadership has not told you to leave or you haven't talked to the leadership you don't leave because again the pastor is watching for your soul don't get don't go out and get uh get taught by some wolves because these like i said these people out here act like they love you and they in sin (sighs) shut Mm -mm. they'll be talking your ear off because they are enjoying the company because you both are in sin. Okay. Matthew 18, 15 through 17. If another another believer sins against you, go privately. Because that gets on my nerves. Like, you know, good, well, if a a brother or sister offended you, whether you think they meant to or not, why is you going to ring and you calling another brother and sister it had nothing to do with? No, you start a mess in the church. Go to that brother or sister. You want to be right? You want to get it right? Why would you go to another brother and sister and tell them about a situation that has nothing to do with them? Nothing to do with them. That's starting a mess and division in the church and God going to get you. But I'm telling you, if you have an offense, this, this is telling us how to handle things. It's telling us how to handle things if it say if another believer sins against you go privately and point out the offense if the other person listens and confesses it you have won that person back but if you are unsuccessful take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses so the first time you are going alone second time Then you take your witness, which needs to be probably a pastor or elect lady. Because there's other people that is attending church building that might be messy. So you take some strong people in the Lord with you. Your pastor, elect lady. Those two people right there. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Matthew 18, 15 through 17. So you are in good faith trying to get the situation right. Trying to get the situation right. You're not gossiping. You're not going around telling other church members and it has nothing to do with them. You are doing things the right way. Keep, do it that way in private with that person and that person alone. They won't, they act like they don't know nothing. They act like, all right. So then you may have to take it your pastor and wife and y'all might have to have a meeting about it but when you really want to be right when you really want to be saved you ain't gonna just let nobody draw you out of the church no okay next thing we're gonna get through these points so it won't be long y'all number eight no matter what people do god's church is holy and powerful many of the members of the body of the christ Many of the members of the body of Christ is together. Choose to look at the positive. God's church is holy because he's holy. He's the head of the church, okay? And we are baptized believers in Christ Jesus. He made us holy, okay? And it's powerful because we, we know if God has power, we have power because we are empowered by the church. I mean, empowered by his spirit, Okay? So you got to choose to look at the positive. Stop looking. Stop. Because if you keep looking at all the negative, all the negative things that people are doing to you, it will make you want to lead a church. But there is still there are some people that are there that are encouraging you, that are praying for you, that really love you. Those are people you need to gravitate towards. Not saying that you should hate the others, but those are the people that you should gravitate towards. And then you're supposed to focus on God. Like my mission is... Is to first of all be holy myself and make it into the kingdom. And and me being in the church community, it's gonna draw out everything it needs to draw out, and it's gonna put everything in me that I need to be successful on this earth to go to her glory. So I'm gonna stay right here until God tells me to go. Glory to God. Let me go, let me go. Um, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function so it is with christ's body we are many parts of one body okay and we all belong to each other in his grace god has given us different gifts for doing certain things well so if god has given you the ability to prophesy speak out with as much faith faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to to what is good. Love each other with a genuine affection. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. So that's why I'm saying on today, like, look, look, the church, we are one body. We have different members, but we are one body. So we all fit in together. We all fit in together. Um, let me go. to the other part now that was romans 12 4 through 10 ephesians 5 and 25 number nine meeting together with the church is necessary and mandated by god meeting together with the church is necessary and mandated by god i'm about to read we need each other each individual saint is important and necessary for the body of christ to function successfully it is for all of our benefit. Meeting together with the church is necessary and mandated by God. We need each other for the whole body of Christ to function successfully. I don't think, sometimes I think we just don't even realize this. First of all, us meeting together is necessary and mandated by God. Hebrews 10 and 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of the return, the day of his return is drawing near. We see the sign. So why in the world would I stay home when I can be at church getting up built? Because it's a real enemy out here, y'all. It's a real enemy. And you don't even got to go out. Satan will speak to your mind. He will have your mind captivated because you're not around people, spiritual people that you need to be around. And I'm not talking about spiritual demons because everybody's talking about they spiritual, but yet they are walking in sin. No, no. You need to be around a body of baptized believers. Um, It's very important that we don't neglect meeting together because, again, we are building each other up. It says we are encouraging one another. First Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. For as the body is one and have many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body. We said it again, one body. So also is Christ for by one spirit. Are we all baptized into one body? We are one. I don't care if you in Africa. We are one. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we are bond or free. And have been all made to drink into one spirit. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit that is operating in our church. And it's a powerful spirit. That's what's uniting all of us. For the body is not one member. But many. This is a good part. This is a good part. For the body is not one member but many one body many members okay for the if the foot shall say because I'm not the hand I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body like okay here's my hand it's still part of my body I don't need to be the foot to be a part of the body whatever place that God has ooh, put you in do it and bring glory to God okay and if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? So we are all significant. If the whole body was an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where was the spelling? But now if God set the members, every one of them in the body as it had pleased him. That's why stay in your lane and encourage the other people in their lane. Pe- no, encourage the other people in their lane. Come on now, we got to get this right before Jesus come back. Um, but now are there many members yet, but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more of these members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. We are all necessary. The hand, the foot, every, every part of the body of Christ is necessary. Okay, so the prophecy, the the gifts of healing, the encouraging, the musicians, everything, all of us is, all of us have an impact on the body. Stay in your lane and do your job and encourage and support every other member because we need each other to function right collectively. Okay, you do your part, I do my part, great, great, and God will be glorified. For God have tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked that there should be no schism, no division in the body. Like, ain't no way the foot gonna be like, you know what? Like he said, hand. I don't even need you. Uh, no, no, no. You need me. We need each other in the body of Christ. We got to realize that. And that's why I'm crying out to y'all today. We need you. If you have walked away from church, come back home because we Need you? We are more powerful together. And whether one member, oh well, well, there should be no schism in the body, but but that the members should have the same care one for another. No respect the person. If I find out you sick, I'm gonna i I'm gonna talk to you or text you or whatever I can do. Whatever I can do for you, I'm gonna do it. I don't care what position or title you have. I love you, and I'm gonna make sure I see about you. All right, you left the church. Oh no, I'm either gonna ring text or come find you because we are all important you are an important person individually individually all of us all humankind is important individually but your individual part help us to be together and to function successfully so we need you okay you need to get out yourself Is more is greater than you we need you to do your part And whether, okay, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. We all need, I think about this like all the time. Like if somebody suffer and I can help them, I'm going to help. I'm going to help. Or one member be honored. All the members rejoice with it. Get out the envying, get out the jealousy, get out the strife. And let us celebrate in Ottawa. It's right here in the scripture. It's nothing to do with being puffed up. God said, one member be honored. All the members rejoice with it. I had said something on one of my other podcasts before. If one of my, hey, you can elevate it. Brother, deacon, minister, bishop, apostle. Glory to God. I am celebrating with you. Missionary, prophetess. You realizing your calling, glory to God, walk in it. I'm going to honor you in that position. Because you work for it, you deserve it, and God called you to it. So why is it in the body of Christ? Body of Christ should not be down to each other. It's not being puffed up. It's not pride. God has told us if somebody's suffering, you suffer with it. If you should have the same care and you should honor. You should the members should rejoice with you. It's ridiculous. And even in the secular world, if we are waiting on our job and we are being honored on our job, why can't we rejoice with our fellow brother and sister in Christ? And I'm not talking about they getting honored or whatever and it's taking them from the church. No, I'm saying like, you know that this brother and sister is dedicated to the cause of Christ and they are also dedicated to their job. Why can't we rejoice with them? They have got a degree they went up, you know, master's, bachelor's, diploma. Whatever, we ought to be rejoicing and honoring them Because we are a body of Christ If we don't celebrate and we don't rejoice with one another Who will? That is why a lot of times Like we don't want the world to pull our children Or the world to pull the weak ones out to church No, we need to rejoice with them If they suffer, we need to suffer with them If they they need our care, we need to care for one another And I'm telling y'all, if this is not happening in your assembly they're not following the instructions of the Bible, and I'm sorry for you, but this is what God has said. And everybody, like I said, everybody. Some people are gonna do it, and some people are not. Do not judge the whole church by what some people are not doing, and that is what gets to me. Don't do that because again, you are messing yourself up. You are like a woo thing, a close target for Satan when you didn't got out there. Don't let the wolves eat you up. It's time to come back home. It don't matter because there are people. That's why I said the, the church is the best community for you to be in. Because there are some people that I promise you, they're going to love you through it all. So, I'm not getting out to church. I am fully convinced that God ordained the church by his scriptures. And the church has really helped me to grow. I promise you, the church has helped me to grow. In uh, grace and in the knowledge of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Um Number 10. Uh, always grab a... Always gravitate back to the word of God and what God says about you. That's what you live by, regardless of how people mistreat you, mishandle you, or mislabel you. Um, I believe, uh, Paul, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. You got to know it, y'all. You got to know it. People will mistreat you. They will mishandle you. They'll mislabel you. I'm telling y'all, I told y'all the story of Paul when he, um, when he was converted from Saul to Paul, had that, you know, had that whole blind moment. <laughs> and God opened his eyes and he became a preacher. And he was going to be a preacher. to God said he chose him as his instrument. God said he chose him as a vessel. And so it don't matter. Oh God, Glory to God. It don't matter what people say. They, they, can, mis- they can mislabel you all the time. Because I'm telling you, people out on the streets, they're going to call you bad names all the time. But you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are because sometimes, again, it might be in their ignorance. It might be because they're walking in their flesh. They're not walking in the spirit. They can't see spiritual things. And so you got to know who you are and you got to keep walking in holiness and you got to keep doing your part in the kingdom of God, which is the church. You got to keep, keep doing, keep, keep well, the church is a part of the kingdom of God. Keep doing your part. Gravitate Always gravitate back to the word of God That's why you got to get in your word for yourself And what God says about you That's what you live by That's what you live by What is God saying about me according to his word Because like I'm going to tell you again I don't know if I mentioned this It's no your truth, my truth No, no If your life is not lining up with the word of God Then God is not pleased with you So you you want to be careful of that too but always gravitate back to the word of God and what God says about you. And God do say, if you're in a wrong situation, he will forgive you. But you got to repent. Come on back home. Number, oh, let me say the scriptures. Scripture context. First Corinthians 611. 1 Corinthians 6, 1510. 1 Peter 2 and 9. Last point. 11. Just don't do it. Don't let church, church drive you out to church. Leaving the church is not an option. Take that off the table. Leaving the church is not an option. We must band closer together. Man, we just living in the last days. Don't y'all see the world out there getting closer and closer together? Uniting, getting on one accord so they can bring about all this stuff that's about to happen on this earth. But yet the church... Mm -mm 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 -mm. The church need to band together even closer. Come back home, sister. Come back home, brother. It's time. And if you are in the church and you are dragging behind it, it's time to get strong in the Lord and grow. Because... We are greater together. Let there be no isms in the body, no schisms in the body of Christ. No division, no envy, no strife. It's time to woman up. It's time to man up. It's time to be spiritual and not carnal. Walk in the spirit because our enemy is not a person. Our enemy is Satan. Yes, Satan sometimes walk through people to discourage you, but that person is not your enemy. It is Satan. And Satan will oftentimes use people. I said in my other, my other episode, Satan will oftentimes use people to 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 push you out. But you gotta recognize this is the voice of Satan. I don't receive what you're saying in the name of Jesus. Get the hints from me. You gotta recognize the spirit that is using that person, and 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 love them the same. But recognize that spirit. When they come back too, sister, I love you, brother. I love you. But uh-uh, uh-uh. You are not saying the things that are of God. So you got to recognize that. We are battling. We got good and evil battling. So don't let that push you out. We are we are greater together. We are more powerful together. Don't get out there on your own. Now, lastly, in closing, I want y'all to know. Yes, church hurt is real. I recognize that. But ain't no way. But never let people drive you out of an institution, out of a community that God created to build you up and perfect you. So many scriptures in the Bible. The church is to help us to be perfected in him, to be more like him. If you'll learn nothing else, I promise you, you're going to learn how to love everybody. You're going to learn how to forgive. You're going to learn compassion. You're going to learn a lot of things in the body of Christ. Because we are all still, we are all humans. Our body haven't been changed, you know, far as, you know, to be totally, like, totally changed. Because, you know, in a moment, we could get an eye, he's going to change our, our bodies to where we'll live forever and ever and ever. But I'm just saying, while on earth, you got to realize that Satan is our enemy. And if, if you can get in a pack together with a church family, promise you it's going to build you up it's going to strengthen you it's going to encourage you don't go through all of these situations alone because the world is against you the devil is against you you have enough forces fighting against you you need to get somewhere where you have a church family that's going to love you that's going to care for you that's going to see you through any situation that's going to be there for you because i'm telling you it's crucial out here on these streets it ain't worth it. I thank God, you know, for the things that I've been through, the things that I'm going through. And I know that God has greater for me, even on earth. And when we get to eternity, glory to God, I'm getting my crown. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not letting nothing and nobody stop me from getting my crown. Glory to God. So I'm going to end this on tonight. Y'all be encouraged. If you have not been born again, it is time because Jesus soon to come or you might die. Uh, You can be born again by being first born again of the water first you must repent Repent, be sorry for your sins Ask God for forgiveness Have a change of heart and a change of mind Then you go now in Jesus name Get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ For the remission of your sins And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost How you know that you have the Holy Ghost You will begin to speak in another language Unknown to you You do not know the language you speak It. God will take control over your tongue I have heard that people have got the Holy Ghost When they was just praying and thanking the Lord And the Holy Ghost came I got up one day and I testified and God took over my whole tongue. And before you know it, I started speaking in tongues. So I'm telling y'all, you expect the Holy Ghost, expect the Holy Ghost, but you must be born again in order to enter into the kingdom of God. Don't let nobody take your place in the kingdom of God is I promise you it's worth it. It's worth it. So that process is found in Acts 238. Also, you can reference John 3. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Takea Wiley on Facebook, T-I-K-I-A, W-I-L-E-Y, or Holy Lady T at Instagram, H-O-L-Y-L-A-D-Y-T. Holy lady T on Instagram. I will be glad to uh, respond to any one of your messages. If you have advice, if you need prayer, if you're in a Batesville, Mississippi area and you're looking for a church home, I promise you won't regret coming to the city of refuge. Our pastor, Bishop Calvin Wally senior is on fire for the Lord. He is Holy ghost filled and he is preaching according to the word of God. And he have a love for God and a love for the saints. And so you are welcome to join us at the City of Refuge in Batesville, Mississippi. Well, I have enjoyed this podcast so far. And please, please, please feel free to get in touch with me. Please feel free to get in touch with me. I would love it. Well, until next time, peace out. This is Holy Lady T checking out. Enjoy your day.